Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. We isolate now, so when we gather again, no one is missing. Hey everybody, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. And that was a little haiku about the importance of isolation and following the advice of public health, including the wearing of masks in public places. What is it with people who don't want to wear masks? I don't know. Like, I I hope we get into that. There's a strong correlation between Trump supporters and people who don't want to wear masks. Why is that? You know what's ironic is that they don't want to wear masks, but when Trump is doing a rally, what does he throw out to the crowd? Masks. And paper towel. And paper towel. I mean, it's just, anyways, it boggles my mind why people won't wear masks. Just recently, we live in St. John, New Brunswick. Just recently in Moncton, they had a huge, well, I don't know how huge it was, but it, it was a Well, it's an ongoing rally. outbreak in Moncton and, and in yeah. Hamilton. So two, two regions in our province. So they're re- like just last week, they implemented uh, having mandatory masks in all public places, which we've been doing anyway as a family. We've been wearing masks whenever we go inside a mm-hmm. public place and even... Uh, on crowded sidewalks, I've been wearing masks since March, since we, you know, really got a, uh, I guess, became aware of the ongoing pandemic and, and the need to uh, to protect our community. Yeah, you're right. Not to wear a mask is trumped by making people sick. You know what I mean? If you're making people sick, you should have to wear a mask. We might have to hollow the thesaurus and not use the word trumped. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I think that, I think it's... I think it. I think it was warranted in that particular sentence. It made actual sense. I wasn't referring to Trump. No, I know. I'm just bugging you. Yeah. Just bugging you. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Uh, what's next? What's the next one? This episode is all around need to know facts about masks. So, I think a lot of us have, you know, come to grips with the fact that we need to wear masks as part of our ongoing lifestyle. Now it's, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's mandatory in a lot of areas depending on where you're listening from, but. Uh, regardless, I think it's a good practice worldwide, given the ongoing pandemic. But there's a lot of interesting things around masks and a lot of questions that people have. So I did some research to learn a little bit more. There are good masks, masks that work better than others, I'm sure. You know, like when I wear my mask, your your cousin made us a bunch of masks and uh, I honestly didn't even believe that we would need them when we got them. I was like, "Well, right. we probably won't even get to the point where because we because it was really months need ago, really, that she gave things. them to us." And but you know, I've been wearing. She made one out of like a a bandana that has like an insert for like a, you know, another layer, and it's great. I love it. It ties on the top of my head and then the back of my head, and it fit, fits perfectly. Well, I think probably most households now have the added chore of have you wash your masks mm-hmm. <laughs> when you, you know you sort of Sunday you're getting ready for the week, you know do you have all the masks washed and yeah. you know you're ready to go and you know as our we have a, a seven year old and as he's going out the door we have to make sure he has a clean mask to take with him he has to, to have school. an extra mask yeah. in case it breaks to so. taekwondo to everywhere he has to wear a mask I mean I like what I liked what you did though was implement an in and out box you know it's like these ones are dirty these ones are clean grab a clean one you don't have to worry about grabbing a dirty one yes that's smart it did take a little bit of time to come up with a system but there is a system stuff because a lot of times it 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 is super important to not wear a dirty mask so having we we essentially we just have a basket the clean masks go inside it 
and then as they're dirty, they go all over the house. They do. They go all over the house. <laughs> and then I try to round them up on the weekend so yeah. I can wash them. Um, but I'm going to talk about a lot of things around masks and maybe some of this you know, but I bet you there's some things you will be surprised by because I, I tend to mm-hmm. do a lot of research around this stuff and I was surprised by a lot of what I read. So one thing was around material and I, I think, you know, common sense would tell us a more tightly woven fabric works better in terms of the community mass. So we're talking really around this in this episode around the idea of the community mass. So these are the cloth masks that are reusable that you're mm-hmm. you're washing and you're wearing out and about as opposed to medical grade masks like N95 masks and things that are used more in a medical setting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean mm-hmm. early on it was I I think it, there was a bit of a delay for the recommendation around mask use in terms of the prevention of the spread of COVID-19. And I think that was uh, my personal opinion around this, and this is just an opinion, is that there was a shortage of medical grade masks available and they needed to make sure that people didn't start hoarding masks because our frontline workers needed them to- Like people did with toilet paper. Yes, exactly. In the beginning. So I think that there was a bit of a delay in terms of the recommendation around mask use um, because they know they know how people are and they will hoard. They so, will. They'll keep things, <laughs> a whole room full of them. But eventually it came out that the recommendation was that uh, around more community masks, so this idea of using fabric masks, so not interfering with the supply chain for the medical mm-hmm. uh, community, and understanding that that type of mask is really about protecting others more than protecting you. So... The idea is that when you're wearing a community mask, you have a fabric that is tightly woven enough that when you are speaking, you're not going to spit or, you know, basically... People do a lot as well, you know. Basically spread the virus, you know, or shed Mm -hmm. the virus, is another word that's been used a lot, um, by just, you know, in in your everyday interactions. Whereas... um, so I guess it, it stops the actual drops from leaving when they leave your mouth from, you know, contaminating a surface or contaminating another person. Whereas a medical grade mask works in both directions. So it works not only with containing the droplets that you're expelling, but also when you're inhaling air, it's, uh, uh, I guess, a, a fine enough filtration system that it also is uh, filtering out a virus when, uh, when you're uh, inhaling mm-hmm. through. So... A big focus has been around the community mask because they have become mandatory in a lot of areas. And if everybody is wearing them, then everybody's protecting one another. So, well, good luck trying to get everybody to wear them. I know. Well, I mean, early in early days when I was wearing one on the side, the comments I would get, I you know, people would. It was all new. Then, I remember though, being right? at a at a crosswalk waiting for the light to change, and a and a man looked at me and first made a you know just a comment about the fact that i was wearing a mask and oh you're wearing a mask i see yeah what a pretty face i well, i really can't tell why would you hide <laughs> such a pretty face behind such a mask <laughs> and, uh, and i said i'm wearing the mask for you you know yeah. that's essentially the case <laughs> um but i know a lot of us have had those types of conversations and hopefully you know people are becoming more educated on the fact that we all need to be doing this as it is a group effort and well, tonight I, you know, took the little guy to Taekwondo and I looked around and everybody, all the parents that were watching their kids 
do Taekwondo, they were all wearing masks. And at one point, that would have been really weird. But I looked around, and it was pretty normal. Pretty normal thing. It's you know, a, now. It's amazing how quickly we adapt. We adapted When we quickly. want to. Yeah. And when we see the repercussions of not adapting. Yeah. So we're lucky here. You know, we, we proudly host our podcast out of St. John, New Brunswick. And uh, because of the quick action of public health and probably a... No, mm-hmm. don't mind the vehicles racing by as mm-hmm. we record, <laughs> and the quick action of you know, uh, quick action of public health, but also the fact that we probably just lucked out with it, you know, in terms of uh, not having a whole lot of international travel through our province. We've had we're very, that way, yeah. we've only had two we're a small airport, and we're know. recording this uh, in October of 2020, and we've only had two deaths in our our province. I mean, two deaths is two deaths too many, but it's uh, yeah. relatively Could've speaking compared to what what's happening around us. We're we're doing really well. And with the mandatory masks being implemented, uh, people switch very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the threat of fines is always helpful, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's nice to know that, that people are making that change and there's, you know, they're, they're fitting it into their lifestyle and they're just becoming accustomed to it. So yeah, I mentioned the idea of uh, tightly woven fabric. So when we're talking about that, we're talking about fabrics like cotton or linen as being best. If you're looking at like a t-shirt material or something that's super stretchable, uh, it may not be as effective. Yeah. Um, so Health Canada actually recommends, a, you know, a test if you're using a homemade community mask or any type of community mask that you purchase, uh, hold it up to a window and see if sunlight shines through. And if sunlight is shining through, it probably is saying it's a little bit more permeable than you would like. Yeah. The other the other test that's recommended uh, is that if you could blow a birthday candle out through your mask, then it's probably not providing adequate protection in terms of you spreading the virus. Right. So just two simple tests that you can look at. So if you are using a fabric that may be a little bit more of a looser net, they definitely recommend... Um, or regardless, actually, of the type of fabric, having two layers of fabric is more beneficial, which makes sense when you think about it. The holes are less likely to be lined up. Double the protection. So, you know, you know it's important to kind of think about that. There are some, I think, dollar store masks and things like that that are more of a, a single layer of fabric and may get you through in terms of, you know, not being fined because yeah. you have some sort of face covering in a public place. And but, may get you into a spot well, now they're mandatory, so if you wanted to go someplace you didn't have a mask, you'd go to the dollar store and buy one. Well, yeah. That's not so effective. Right. And, and you know, no offense against the dollar store. I'm sure they're selling some double-layered double, uh, fabric masks, too. But there oh, yeah. are some versions that are quite thin. And, yeah, you may be following the mandatory order, but also think about whether or not it's truly effective. If you're going to wear a mask, why not do it right and do one that's going to protect the community around you? Mm. Um one of the questions I had was just around the idea of adding a filter to your mask. You yeah, alluded to that. We never really earlier. got into doing that, did we? I no, mean. so a lot of masks you'll notice when they're made, they'll have a pocket, an extra pocket to put a homemade filter in. And, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of research done on this idea of the extra filter. Um, so the idea is that you could put even like a piece of paper towel or a disposable coffee filter in and that it might increase the benefit. Um, but again, Health Canada says be cautious with what you're choosing to add to your mask because if you're using something, for instance, you might think a vacuum cleaner bag is uh, mm. an adequate filter. 
which, uh, you know, to me, that made sense. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought that would be, a, you know, it keeps dust particles from permeating. So it's probably a great filter. But the thing is, is that a lot of those materials are impregnated with uh, other chemicals. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty bad. Or even fiber. Them. Right. Or even fib- weird fibers and things like that. So just because they are a filter doesn't mean they're necessarily safe good, to have yeah. next to your mouth and for you to be inhaling through. So they may be effective in filtering the air you're exhaling, but you also have to think about what toxins you may be inhaling. So in terms of what... No one wants to be inhaling asbestos or whatever when you're trying to fight COVID, I'll tell you that much. Well, and it, you know, it's, it's not something I had actually considered around the idea of the filters. Mm. I think coffee filters would probably be a fairly safe bet because you know that they're already being used for, you know... Uh, what kind of filters something did that we you're get consuming? from your cousin for the... Uh, it was more of a paper towel. Paper, oh, paper towel-ish. Okay. So, you know, the general advice from the, you know, from Health Canada and from the from the scientific community at this point is don't get too complicated. Stick with just your basic mass. Innovators and scientists are likely going to come up with some different recommendations down the road. But... Uh, you know, it's not worth just testing out different types of filters without knowing what kind of mm-hmm. chemicals and things you might be exposing yourself to. And if you sort of, and you think about it, they, you know, they talk about the idea that even a coffee filter that you use, you may think it, it is a very fine filter, but even grounds of coffee can get through that. Oh, and yeah. a virus can literally exist in quantities of millions and millions on the tip of a pen so the idea that a coffee filter is going to provide you with that much more protection um yeah is yeah there's still i guess essentially the bottom line around filters is there's still a lot of research to be done so probably just go ahead and use your double layered cloth mask and the filter piece well you know will probably get more advice down the road it's interesting because you know Obvious, it's obvious that the more people that wear masks, the more effective we are of fighting COVID-19. And that seems so, to me, that seems like such common sense. And it boggles my mind. I know I'm going back to the same point I did. I brought up early in the podcast, but it boggles my mind why people won't wear one. I just don't, I just don't understand that, that frame of thinking. Like, okay, so sure, they don't want to wear one. But is it because they were they feel like their rights are being infringed upon? Is that is that the main reason? Like, well, or is it that they don't want to be told what to do? Like a three year old, you know what I mean? I, I just do not get it. When you look at the Trump supporters that are interviewed at rallies, I know CNN ra- interviewed a few to yeah. ask them why they weren't wearing masks, and those are the types, you know, if if well, it's God's will. Well, you one know. of the one of the one of the Trump supporters was asked by a reporter, and and. They ask, like, well, would you wear one if Trump told you to? And they're like, yeah. I know. But now and it just goes but, to show the power that he could have in terms of saving lives that ridiculous. he doesn't execute. I know we always go back to Trump, but like, I mean, he's like the epitome of what not to do. I mean, <laughs> you know, so it's, he's, a, he's a pretty good case study. Well, he is. And he's, you know, uh, definitely a huge factor in the spread in, in you know, in, yeah. our, in our neighbors south of, south of us here in Canada. So... Yeah, he has a responsibility. And Mind-boggling. I just don't, do not get it. I found it interesting. They were interviewing people and asking them why they weren't wearing masks. And a lot of them were saying, well, you know, if it's God's will, then I'll get then COVID. I'll get, and and I'll... these same people were 
holding umbrellas to shield themselves from the sun. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's, they're mean, wearing their seatbelts in their car. They're doing all of the things that it's just are, my mind. you know, just common sense to protect yourself. But yeah. they, the idea around the mask for whatever reason, is just a, a I, I always, for some. I always felt like his, like not to get on too big of a tangent, but I always felt like his supporters were not heard for so long. And now that they have like a political messiah in Trump, that they'll do anything that he says because no one's listened to them for so long. They've been buried politically, you know? And now Trump is supposedly listening to them. But anyway, Trump is going to take away their health care. Trump is, anyway... I don't want to get it too far into it, but it's it's bizarre. It's it's just a bizarre thing happening there. Okay, no, so you're right. You're right. It, he, he's supposedly listening to them, but they they feel yeah. they have a voice and they're they're using bizarre. it now. You know, a lot, I read a lot of articles and just trying to research for this episode because I felt like I wanted to give some extra information around masks because there is so much out there. And mm-hmm. one of the things that people say, or one of the reasons why they say they don't want to wear masks, isn't necessarily always just around rights, but also the idea that there's just this fear of um, the fact that they might not be able to breathe, that they might be exposed yes. to, you know, carbon dioxide or uh, all these ideas around, you know, the medical uh, or health implications of wearing a mask. Uh, one doctor, uh, that I was reading an article through reference, you know, that he deals a lot with cystic fibrosis, uh, cystic fibrosis patients mm-hmm. and also lung transplant patients. And the, this you know, those, those individuals are probably the most, uh, respiratory compromised individuals you could find. Yeah. But at the same time, they're incredibly immunocompromised and he would. He said that basically, basically, they wear a mask. They wear a mask whenever they come into a hospital setting because they understand the importance of protecting themselves and uh, with their compromised immune system. Despite the fact that they have such a hard time breathing, yeah. they still appreciate the the protection the mask offers. So, yeah, some people just won't wear a mask because I mean, for the simple reason that it feels like they're suffocating. Feels like they're being like their oxygen's being. Right, you know, you know, turned off and stuff. And you know, there there's ways to you know practice wearing it around the house. I, I read articles around that too. People mm. who have you know maybe panic disorder, claustrophobia, and mm-hmm. they can and they can sort of work towards that and and uh, and try to figure out ways. And there are people who absolutely cannot wear it for various reasons. People, what, who, what do people like that do though? That's what I'm. That's my question. So so sure, you can't wear a mask, but you gotta go get groceries. What do you do? Wear a t-shirt? That says I, you know, no. I've got like. The government says it's okay for me not to wear a mask. Well, no, it's not. I mean, a lot of times those individuals who often can't wear masks are people who don't have the ability to physically remove a mask if they if it were to become a choking hazard, for instance. Right. So it could be somebody who maybe has uh, or mentally challenged, or it could be just you know incredibly young. You know, extreme asthma though too. Under. You know. But like, they're still physically able to remove a mask. Yeah. But again, I guess it's up to the doctors to decide who yeah, you know who who and yeah. who doesn't uh, qualify for an exemption for masks. Mm. But um, you know, people have often talked about the idea that it would make them feel faint, and and I just think about the surgeons that are performing hours of brain surgery, or open heart surgery, or even dentists. You know, wearing them all day long during a shift. You get and used to it. They've not had do. issues. You don't. You know, people are not uh, fainting from oxygen, uh, you know, lack of oxygen little... during during in the operating theater because of wearing a mask. It's just not something that happens. I have to tell our little guy, uh, Huxley, when he gets off the 
school bus and stuff. He like he keeps it on until we get home, and you know, like I, he, he's just so comfortable wearing it. You know. Well, I think and once you have it thing. on and you become used to it, you forget that you have it on. I I, I often will have one on and I'll I'll leave work and I'm in my car and I'll drive home with it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asked that question by a coworker. They said, you know, I often see people walk or driving around in their car with a mask on, but why would they do that? But one well, reason is I've that you, well, one reason is just you forget. But the other thing is that you should have clean hands. So yeah. when you're removing a mask, uh, just as is important as when you're putting it on is that you have clean hands that you yeah. have washed your hands in warm soapy water for 20 seconds or sanitize your hands. Because if your hands are contaminated, whether you're putting on the mask or removing it, then you're, you can cause, you know, transmission during that point of contact so some people if they're just going around running errands rather than taking their mask off and on and risking contaminating the mask they just i do i do it out of pure laziness i just leave my (laughs) i do i leave my mask on because it's not that far to go where i'm going and i'm not i don't want to take it off put it back on so i just leave it on as i drive there so a lot of people use things like bandanas or neck gaiters, yeah. uh, and They're they'll sort of pull the them best. up. Well, so that's a question that you know I had too. As long as they're if they're doubled up in fabric, yeah, uh, they they should be mine? quite I effective. I wonder if mine is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what what you're referring to. My bandana uh, mask. Oh, your mask. Yes, it has double fa- oh, fabric. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yes, but no, what I'm talking about, like an actual, just a. A scarf type of bandana oh, or okay. uh, a neck gaiter is sort of like a almost like a, a scarf that you wear around your neck and it's it's a, quite a yep. thin piece of fabric that you just pull up over your nose yes so if they're doubled up they can be quite effective but if they're not they can almost be worse than wearing nothing at all yeah so you know in terms of the moving and touching your face and the contamination so you know just be making sure that you if you're using something that's super thin it's probably not going to provide a lot of protection to the people around you um another question i had was around facial hair i had you know yeah. i rec- i recalled you know yeah. the idea that um when when people are being fitted for mass in an occupational setting uh, I guess men in particular would need to shave and have a clean shaven face in order to get a good seal on the mask. So I wondered whether or not facial hair would yeah. contribute to the effectiveness of a community mask. I would imagine if I had to just take a guess, I imagine it would. It would let particles in easier because there's more openings where your facial hair is. It would, but the idea, I guess, is that a community mask isn't particularly a tight seal. It's mm. more about preventing the spreading of droplets versus the inhaling of the air around Absolutely. you. Yeah, that makes now, sense. if you're looking at a fitted medical mask, like an N95, definitely having uh, you know no facial hair to have a good seal is an important thing. But with a community mask, it really doesn't create the same seal, so facial hair doesn't really play a factor. So you don't need to shave just to wear your community mask. No, you can't use that no. one as an excuse. I'm not shaving anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do if you have to sneeze or cough while you well, have your mask thinking, on? I was just thinking that. I, what I would do is you would you'd probably just like remove your mask or just put it pull it down sneeze into your elbow like in the inside of your elbow and then and then put your mask back up right wouldn't that be well sometimes sneezes or coughs come on pretty quickly too right That's true. you don't have a lot of time to react so according to the world health organization the best thing to do is do it into your mask wow do um, it into your mask. but also into the crook of your arm so it provides an extra oh. layer of oh, protection like, so even though you have your mask you know on, the old sense I think long before COVID, our kids, 
I don't, maybe we were taught this when we were in school. I don't remember, but I know our son was the old vampire sneeze or cough. So they were taught to hold their, you know, their arm up and put their face into the crook of their elbow when they coughed or sneezed to help prevent the spread of germs. Yeah. And that was even before COVID. But the idea is that even if you have a mask on, you should still do that because there may be something with that, you know, because there's that added, uh, pressure that comes with a cough or a sneeze that could go through your mask that yeah. holding your arm up would help prevent that yeah that makes perfect sense actually uh the world health organization also suggests that you could use a tissue or kleenex up underneath your mask if you had time to react enough oh, yeah. um but also if you were to do that you should still make sure you wash and sanitize your hands afterward and regardless of what method you use during a cough or a sneeze once that happens, your mask should be considered as contaminated and you oh, probably absolutely. should swap it out for a clean mask. And get a COVID-19 test. <laughs> well, depending on what brought on the sneeze. I know. I, it's, it's funny because uh, our son Hux and I and my father all sneeze when we are exposed to the sunlight. Yes. And it's a, it's a genetic thing. I don't know what the name of it is, but there's something to do with the fact that when, when you look at the sun and your pupils constrict... In some people, that also causes a reflex for people to sneeze. Yeah. And it, it's very much a genetically linked thing. So our son has it too. So It has made him not like the sun, by the way. And if you're ever somebody who feels like a sneeze is coming on and you'll stare at a light bulb or a bright light to bring the sneeze on, you'll understand what I mean. Mm. And it, it only happens to some people. But because of that, when we're out in the sun, we'll often sneeze. And I always worry if people think we have COVID because of it. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> That's funny. Glasses fogging up when people are wearing masks. I feel really... That's an issue. I feel for my... I, co- I have a lot of coworkers who wear glasses, uh, eyeglasses. I, luckily, I, I don't have to wear eyeglasses, so I don't feel the pain of this. But they uh, struggle with the fact that they mist or fog up. Mm-hmm. So that is a sign that your mask is not fitting very tightly around the bridge of your nose. Um, so warm air is really what's happening is it's escaping from the top of your mask and then it's landing on the lenses of your glasses and it's creating condensation, which is why they fog up. So creating a, a good seal above, above the bridge of your nose is key, according to Dr. Jason Sear of Humber River Hospital in Toronto. Well, there um, you go. He says you can accomplish this either by having a comfortable mask that molds to the bridge of your nose well, or by putting a piece of tape to hold it in place. I have mm. not seen the tape thing yet, but... <laughs> Pipe fitters, though, right? Does Pipe cleaners. Pipe cleaners, right? Pipe cleaners, yes. We, you know, a lot of our community masks have a little bit of a pocket around the bridge of the nose that you can slide a pipe cleaner in. And it just allows for a tighter fit. And then we Mm -hmm. slide that out when we're washing it just to avoid the pipe cleaner from rusting. Yeah. Um, You can also apply some form of anti-fog to your lenses. So there was actually a paper uh, that uh, was printed by British surgeons that recommended just washing your glasses in soap and water and letting them air dry to prevent lens fogginess while wearing a mask. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was just thinking that it's pretty much come to like where you've when you're leaving the house, you have to have your wallet, your keys, your phone, and your mask. <laughs> That's right. You, you have to have your mask now. Whether whether or not you're going someplace where you feel like you need it or not, you, you may. Right. You, may you never to. know. You don't know if your car is going to break down or you're going to yeah. need to go to the gas station. Even if I'm going to have to start taking it on runs because if I have to go to the washroom at some, some point, I need, a, I need a mask now. 
the uh, the idea that mass, you know, could be dangerous. Well, there is a little bit of truth to that, and that only comes into play if you are not washing your mask frequently enough. So if you think about the idea that, you know, your mask is this piece of cloth that's very close to your your mouth and nose, keeping it clean and and making sure that it's not ridden with bacteria is important. So Mm -hmm. the idea, uh, I guess the recommendation is that you wash your mask uh, daily. So only wear your mask over the course of a day, or if it becomes wet or soiled during wear, then you should exchange it at that time too. Uh, You know, so Mm -hmm. if if it's even like I mentioned with the sneeze or cough, you should switch it out because anybody who's wearing something that has a lot of bacteria, regardless of whether it's COVID or just them touching their mask or, or whatever, it's not good for, you know, it can reduce. Well, yeah, exactly. causes lung infections, bacterial infections. So make sure your masks are clean and avoid touching it. You know, don't, I, if it's not covering your nose and not covering your mouth sufficiently, then it's not doing any good right. to anyone. So um, the people who, I see this all the time, they haul their masks down to talk to people. I it's know. become quite a habit and it's resting around their chin, collecting bacteria, and then they basically put it right back up on top of their mouth and nose and yeah. transfer that bacteria into the respiratory system. So not only that, and they're hurting themselves, but they're also like it's completely like you know, defeats it, the purpose yeah. of wearing a mask if you're not gonna cover your mouth with it. You know. So put it on. Put it on. Leave put it on in place. Mask. Don't touch it. When you're taking it off, take it off by the ear loops, like off to the side. Don't grab around where it touches your mouth and nose and, and mm-hmm. keep that area nice and clean. Masks with exhalation valves were actually made more for like the construction industry. Washington oh, yeah. Post actually did a whole article around that. And they said it's for like hot and dusty work environments because they let air escape. So in terms of being an effective uh, mask for avoiding the spread of a virus. That's not good. Exactly. They're not good. So even though they may be easier in terms of breathing out and maybe not fogging up your glasses, they may not be effective in terms of... I will say I've seen some pretty comical masks too. I've seen uh, these videos where some people are wearing literally a funnel with like an elastic and they're just like... (laughs) it's, It's hilarious. And then there's like the antivirus uh, cd like the whatever norton antivirus oh yes cd yeah <laughs> well and people use them for political messaging joke, or in all kinds of you know they've become quite a fashion statement you can tell a lot about a person by the mask they choose to wear yeah send us some photos of the masks that you're wearing loyal yes, listeners. not on instagram though no. because we're still not on instagram 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 but we are on facebook and twitter so be sure to like us on facebook and follow us on twitter thanks for listening everybody And stay safe. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till next time. time.